guys, and welcome to another episode of Don't Fuck With The Original with your host, I am Casper. And I am Becky Grimlin. Here to bring you all things spooky on Wednesdays because... As always, Wednesdays are for podcasts. Yes, they are. And today is definitely a spooky podcast. Oh, I've been so looking forward to this one, guys. I'm excited. We got a very good response from you guys for the ghost story, so I want to thank... Excuse me. Thank all of you for submitting your stories. Yeah, we got so many of them, guys. Thank you. We appreciate it. So we are, we picked six and we are going with six um, pretty cool stories that we had received and then we're going to talk about our own. Six is a spooky number too. So I feel like that's appropriate. Six can be three of them. Six especially. can be a pick. Yeah, and then you <laughs> split it. So six is six is spooky. So I think I thought six six is a good six, six, six is a good number. Sixes and sixes. <laughs> um, also, I want to um, let you guys know we have it, for those of you who don't didn't see the post or anything. We got a laptop for the podcast now, and one of my amazing friends is giving us a mic, and we will be able to do, we're going to have an outro for the podcast, some music to play at the end, and it's going to sound a little bit better, so. We're getting professional. <laughs> we're getting up in this business. Yes, we moving on up, y'all. <laughs> so we're excited for that, to bring you guys some more some podcasts that are going to sound a little bit better, and I know some of you guys talk about the echo. Sorry about the echo. Yeah, we're sorry, but, you know, <laughs> humble beginnings, guys. Yeah. We're starting from a phone in a back spare bedroom, so one of these days. This we'll is some... how we do it. Yeah, pretty much, <laughs> and this is how we're doing it. Also, more exciting news, Chucky is on his way. Yay! Soon. Um, I don't know if you guys knew, but we ordered a Chucky doll as our mascot, and he's coming soon. Hopefully within the next couple months. Um, If you guys don't know, look at uh, Trick or Treat Studios and how perfectly amazing these dolls are, because... Flawless. Yeah, and wait till he's going to be splattered all over our social media. He's going to be everywhere, you guys. You don't even know. I'm so excited. I told Casper my thing that I'm the most excited about is when we take our road trip in June to Salem, Massachusetts, and then um, to Fall Rivers to Lizzie Borden House. Um, He's going to be coming along with us. So wait till you see the wonderful misadventures of Chucky on this road trip. You guys are going to love it. We're going to like have him posed in all different places. When we go through the different states, we're going to have him next to the state signs. Like it is, I'm so excited about doing like full on photo shoots with him. I I just, I can't wait. This motherfucker is going to be seat belted in the back seat. Like he's, he's going to be along for the ride for real. (laughs) <laughs> so we're gonna be like the Griswolds <laughs> with our freaking holiday ride. I'm sensing a live video that that's Love gonna it. happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If we <laughs> can get the rights, if Lindsey Buckingham can give us the rights to that song, you're gonna be seeing the Griswold song in the freaking videos with us and Chucky. <laughs> And then it's like all happy and everything, and even though he's a fucking serial killer, we're like holiday rock. Hi, I'm Chucky. Want to play? <laughs> so yeah, we're I like excited. low key think Lindsay Buckingham would approve. I like, think she key. that'd be funny. Yeah, he he yeah, you're fine. It's okay. <laughs> I fucked up, guys. You're fine. Okay, so... And for any of you out there who don't know who Lindsey Buckingham is, he is the amazing guitar player for uh, Fleetwood Mac, so... 
just, you know, I'm, I'm old. So there's probably <laughs> some young ones out there like, who is that? Who's Fleetwood Mac? I don't know. Like, I know who Fleetwood Mac is, but I did not know that. Yeah. So, he was the guitar player. She, you're learning me some things. One of those few men that have a female name. Yeah. Like the... Like Kelly. Like, I've known guys with the name... I've known so many... I've actually known more guys with the name Kelly than I've known women with the name Kelly. Ashley started out as a man's name. Yeah. Figure that one out. it did. Drop in some knowledge. <laughs> on the names. Pod- on the names. Totally not this about a horror, horror podcast. Yeah, did you know that Ashley started know. out as a man's name? Hey. We drop knowledge here. Don't fuck with the original. It doesn't always have to be about horror, but... <laughs> And now tell everybody, hey, I learned some things that had nothing to do with horror on a horror podcast. (laughs) This is what we do, guys. This This is is what we do. do. Okay, so um, Becky's going to start us out with the first story. And um, like I said, we're going to tell our own. So um, I will let her. Yep. So this is our first paranormal story that we're doing. Um, This person did not. You know, we tried to ask you guys to please give us permission to use your name as this person did not give us permission, so we're just going to state this one as anonymous. Um, If he would like to, and I'm not misgendering, it is a he, um, if he would like us to give his name, please reach out to us on our social media um, and let us know that you are the one that this story is about, if he would like to be credited. Um, Otherwise, I'll go ahead and start. It says, my wife was really into the Paranormal State show. That was a good show. That was a great show. I really liked that show. Um, It said, well, she wanted to set a mini tape recorder I used for work to record in the bedroom. In the morning, we replayed the tape, and during the middle of the night, we heard this deep, creepy-as-fuck voice say, kill her. We lost the tape, unfortunately. (laughs) I'm going to need to hear that tape. Yeah, so uh, (laughs) if you happen to find the tape, and if you want your name given, please reach out to us. That was a really creepy story. Could you imagine, though, just by just for the hell of it and you're like you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna just get a tape recorder and tape this and then all of a sudden you play it back and you actually caught something and it's um, something like that that's like oh uh, yeah you catch something and it's something that's also saying to kill you yeah no thanks yeah no no we need a blessing <laughs> sage need a blessing. sage 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 <laughs> sage everywhere um so this next one comes from Someone from Let's Watch Horror Podcast. His name is Rob. Yay, Let's Watch Horror Podcast. <laughs> you guys, seriously, I, I don't have words to describe how amazing you guys have been on this journey. You retweet everything on your page. You give us shout outs. You guys are incredible. And I just want to sincerely thank you guys for that. Podcast supporting podcast is muy, muy appreciated. So Very. thank you. Um, Okay, so he says, I'm not really a believer or disbeliever in the supernatural. I haven't had a major experience myself, but that's not to say I don't believe there could be something and the idea interests me. An experience I had that really made me feel uncomfortable was I had a job to do in an old hospital that had been out of commission for decades. It was called Preston Hall, and it was in the UK. They were doing a survey in it and wanted all of the water valves mapped out before a possible demolition. My job was to go down to the tunnels underneath and climb through them, finding all the valves. When I got there, I was told it was a long way and some of the tunnels were hard to get through. I was given three torches and shown to the last bit of light available before it went dark. There, my two guides left me. 
I was in the dark in these tunnels for seven hours alone, but trust me, I didn't feel that way. I didn't feel threatened or scared like I thought I would be. I just didn't feel alone. I didn't see or hear anything, but it left me wondering if something was there with me, and it made me start to think the supernatural beings may or may not be there, and they're not always bad. The experience left me feeling more confident when I'm alone in the dark, because now I'm not even sure if I'm alone, which... <laughs> okay, so you're you're saying that you feel more confident in the dark because you're not sure you're alone. I don't feel confident in the dark because of that reason? Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm terrified of the dark for that reason. If I feel legitimately alone, I actually feel more safe when I, when I'm, like, if I'm in, like, a really dark, um, especially, like, okay, say, like, your bedroom at night, like, when you go to bed, if you don't have a nightlight on or anything like that, and it's dark, I actually like that. I like it being dark like that because I don't feel like anything's there with me. Um, there have been a couple times that I have, which we'll get into my stories later, but, um, yeah, I'm feeling like there's something with you. Mm. No. Yeah. <laughs> no. No, thank you. I'm but thanks, I'm thanks, thank you, thank you, for Rob, for being a skeptical non-skeptic. <laughs> I appreciate people that even if they're skeptical, they're still willing to have an open mind. Yeah. So. And I kind of hope you experience a ghost someday. I really hope you get to experience that because it is terrifyingly awesome. It's it's very neat to experience a nice ghost, I, I should yeah, say. Very a nice, nice ghost. ghost. One that's just kind of like, hey, I'm here. Yeah, we really hope you. <laughs> like Casper, the friendly one. Yes. Not this one, but. No. <laughs> one that comes up to you and goes, can I keep you? And then you're like, oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> Thanks, but no. Bye. Like a really cool ghost. <laughs> Thanks, but no. <laughs> I no have to, I have to go now. All right. So our next story. Um, I hope I'm saying this right. Is it Zandy? Zandy. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, she says at the bottom we can use her name. It says this is Zandy. By the way, you can use my name, Zandy. I specify because technically my real name is Alexandria, which I love, Alexandra. So. But I like Zandy, too. Shout out to Zandy. She's really cool. Zandy is cute, but I do love your real name. I just want to make sure you know that. Um, Zandy says, hello, here's my story. It's not recent, but I vividly remember it happening. I was a kid playing in the basement of the first house I lived in. I was around the age of 13. We had a doctor toy in our basement that had an on and off button. You have to physically push the button on or off by moving the button to the left or right side. I was playing in the basement and the toy went off by itself. The toy going off by itself is impossible because you literally have to push the switch to the right or left. I got this feeling like someone was there, so I ran up the stairs as fast as I could. Uh, so would I. <laughs> um, it's like one of those times, like, I actually still do this in my parents' house. I turn off the basement light and, like... You'd think something was actually I do this in my me. own house. <laughs> I did that in my my parents' house my entire life, and now I do it in my own house. Like, I turn, and what I love is, like, we didn't have a light that worked at the top of the steps at my old house. It worked at the bottom, so, like, that freaked you out even more, because you oh, had to turn nice. the bottom light out and then, like, run up dark steps and pray that nothing's chasing you, and then slam the door really, really fast, and then lock it, which really makes no sense, because if it's a ghost that's coming through a goddamn locked door, who else does this? <laughs> and how many of us seen this in haunted movies? Like, if it's really a ghost, it is coming through a locked door. 
You could put a deadbolt on that some bitch and it's coming through the door. So why lock it? I don't know why. But I feel like a ghost would be like, bitch, the fuck? Yeah, what are you doing? But my house <laughs> now has a bottom and a top light, so you can but I still, even if it's fully lit, I like run up the steps, shut the light off, and then like slam the door and lock it. Like just to make sure there's nothing that's gonna It makes <laughs> it's kinda like it's when you so run to your bed. When you run to your bed and it's dark and you don't want the Grim Reaper to get you, so you run to your bed and go under the covers and then he's like because he can't get to you because the covers are protection somehow. The illogical things from your childhood <laughs> that you carry over into your adulthood and you're like, like, I know this is bullshit, but I'm not breaking <laughs> tradition now. I'm still going to do it. I even do though it makes no sense, but I still do it. I'm 35. I still do it. I do it too. It's so okay. anyway, back to Zandy's story. She says, fast forward to high school. Uh, remember, she was 13 before, now she's in high school. We moved into a new house about a three-minute drive from our old house. Uh, my sisters and I heard a little girl humming a song or a tune of some sort. We have heard this several times in that house. Super creepy. Side note, very important. My dad lost his sister. We will call her Dolores for privacy to cystic fibrosis when she was five. My dad was eight when she passed. They were very close to each other. She's buried at a different grave site than my uncle, who also died from cystic fibrosis, along with my grandma and grandpa. They are all buried next to each other. I'm guessing that Dolores pays visits to us from time to time. I often wonder if she is lonely, being buried away from her family. I apologize for that. My computer's making noise. Sorry, computer beep. (laughs) Um, I wonder if she is lonely, being buried away from her family, which explains why she was trying to play doctor with me in the basement and also singing a tune. Wow, Zandy, I just want to say how much I really love your story, and for me, I honestly believe that 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 this is your dad's, I think that is your dad's sister. I think that's, I think kind of in a way it's sad, but I think it's also really beautiful that she's finding a way to come back and be a part of your family. That's and very, very cool. Yeah, very I absolutely cool. loved your story. Thank you so much. Yeah, thanks, Sandy, for that. And if you ever have, even now, <clears throat> excuse me, if you have more experiences with that, you should even, if you hear her or anything like that, acknowledge her and just say, hey, you know, we know you're here and we're sorry for what happened to you and mm-hmm. just reach out and talk to her. She would love that, I'm sure. Yeah, and guys, shout out to anybody. I've... um just on a personal note, I've never known anybody with cystic fibrosis, but I have contributed to a, uh, I did do a cystic fibrosis 5k at one time for a doctor's office that I worked at. Um, it is debilitating and a lot of young kids are affected by it. So if anybody that you know has cystic fibrosis or if anybody gives to any charities or participates in any 5k walks or runs or anything like that, I, I definitely think you should. And I'm sorry that your family's been affected by that. But yeah, if you, I would, I would, I would, I think that would be something that she would appreciate is if you guys would just acknowledge her and make it known that it is her. I think that would be really cool. Yeah. It puts a spirit like that to rest, I think, too. Yeah, it would definitely, I feel like it would make her really happy, especially because I, from that story, she is reaching out to you, wanting you to know that she's there. Yeah. So. That's awesome. Thank you again, Zandy. We appreciate it. Yes, thanks, Sandy. This next story comes from a, um, her name is Emily, and she's really cool. I really appreciate her. She wanted to say that she barely made it. She, I kept telling her to uh, send in the, like, she was like, I want to send in the story. She literally sent this 15 minutes ago. 
Which is so funny. She's like, I barely made it. I got it. We love the procrastinators. I am one myself. <laughs> yes. Um, so here's Emily's story. Emily says, there's an old bridge near my house. My friends and I were being stupid one night and decided to drive to it. It's closed off because it's rusty and stuff and dangerous to drive on, but there's a back road right next to it that hardly anybody goes on. We parked there and decided to climb on it. Luckily, it's not too old, so a person can't walk on it without breaking it. Anyways, it was about 9 to 10 at night, not super late, and it was really dark, though. All of a sudden, we started to hear, like, whispers. All of us started to hear them, which we thought was crazy. We were thinking maybe it's the wind, but we continued to keep hearing them. My friend swore that she heard one of them say, stay away, run. We felt like something was watching us. Needless to say, we got the hell out of there. It was bas- It felt basically like the pilot episode of Supernatural when the ghost girl turns up on the bridge and then locks them in the car. Which, if you've seen that, that's that's actually pretty accurate. Um, but there's actually a bridge near here. Uh, I think there's a bridge near here that if you go to it, you can hear a baby crying. Whoa, what? Yeah. Seriously? Yeah, there's a... I'm, I think it's actually um, close to where one of my cousins live... There's a bridge over there where apparently if you stop the car and turn it off and just sit there, after a little bit, you'll start hearing a baby cry because apparently um, a woman, I think a woman killed her baby off that bridge or something like that. Holy shit. Yeah. You know, now that you're telling this story, it does sound vaguely familiar, but I don't... I can't remember exactly how the baby died, but I feel like that's what happened. (laughs) I feel like she, um, I think she, she threw... The baby off the bridge or something and killed it. Dude, that is... sounds like some La Llorona shit. Okay, okay. Does anybody does anybody else do this thing where when you say La Llorona, you sing My Sharona? <laughs> because <laughs> every time I hear it, I go La Llorona. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not trying to make light of that story in La any way, shape, or form, but for some reason when I hear La Llorona... Ooh, I go, my little pretty one, my pretty one, when you're gonna give me some time, Lorona. No, don't ever give me some time, ever. She's horrible. Just kidding. Just kidding. Bye, just kidding. She's horrible. Yeah, but I'm, <laughs> who else is excited about that movie? I'm so excited. Yes. And I knew nothing about the folklore until I heard about the movie coming mm-hmm. out and then started researching it and I was like, oh my god, this sounds like, why has there not been a horror movie made if, yet Also, this? if you guys haven't seen the trailer, watch it. Stop. Stop right now. Pause. Pause. Go watch the trailer for that. Also, The King and of Modern Horror, it has to do with this film. Mr. James Wan himself had a huge part in this film, and I know that's opinion. And understand Guillermo, that. Guillermo del Toro. But yes, too. he did too. James Wan is a beast. His movies are amazing. I cannot wait to see what he did, did for this film. I can't. And I'm and I'm I'm just as much of a fan as Guillermo del Toro. I know he gets some crap sometimes about certain films that he's done, but hey, guys, I'm Pan's Labyrinth. That was a great movie. I y'all. loved it. Parts of it scared the shit out of me, and <laughs> parts of it made me cry. And that was just that was a brilliant movie. That was a great movie. Okay, um, our next story is by Jim, um, who actually goes by the pen name Archer Hay. He's an author, so uh, shout out to Jim. Uh, His story, he starts off by saying, I'll give you the quick version unless the long version (laughs) is needed. 
once I made a huge scrying mirror. Um, I hope I'm pronouncing this correctly, guys. Quick side note, it's S-C-R-Y-I-N-G. Um, I had heard, vaguely heard of scrying mirrors before we started this. Casper hadn't, but I kind of had to look up to refresh my memory. And it's essentially mirrors that are used in spell castings, more so used for like divinations and invocations. So a lot of times they're used uh, during Samhain, which is basically a pagan Wiccans, it's, it's Halloween, um, usually falls around October 30th, though, so it's usually more closely related to Dia de los Muertos, which is the Day of the Dead. So anytime that you would be giving offerings to the dead, a scrying mirror could also be used to actually make contact with the dead. Um, so Jim says, I made a scrying mirror and it promptly haunted my house for two days before getting rid of it. Um, it said dogs tormented and barking, doors slamming, footsteps. I, I guess he's just basically describing all the things that happened while having this thing. Uh, people messing around in rooms when no one was there, etc. Um, I think he means car cleaner when he says this. He says, I sprayed it with car cleaner on the mirror, which cleaned off the paint. Um, and then I gave it away and I had no more problems after that. So to make these mirrors, you basically take a plain mirror, you spray paint it in matte black, um, and then you write whatever ritualistic symbols or invocations you want around it. And then you bless and consecrate the mirror. And then you're able to use it for any type of divinations or invocations you want from there. Um, so I'm really not surprised that things happen to him because basically you are using this as a mirror in a window to the spirit world. So if it's not consecrated, cleansed, or used properly, then yeah, these type of things can happen because you are basically inviting spirits into your home through through a, a window. It's it's basically like a Ouija board. I would in I would a, say in, a so. in a sense without I would say actually. So. It's one of those things where I feel like it can come through without you invoking it. Like, yeah. Ouija boards, you have to invoke it. Yeah. But it's kind of like a window. Like you said, like, it's it's a window. I don't think he I may have, you know, and Jim, if you want to give us more to the story, I kind of have some more questions. Um, are you into the occult in any way, shape, or form? Um, was this mirror blessed and consecrated before you made it? Like, I just have a lot of questions because I sort of feel like if it wasn't blessed or consecrated before it was made and there were spells and things written on it, if mm -hmm. it wasn't blessed and consecrated, then you've basically got an open window to any spirit, good or bad, to just come right on through. So... Um, probably a really good thing that you did end up getting rid of it, uh, taking the paint off and just getting rid of it. Um, little side note here, Jim decided to, uh, write in here that he writes novels. Uh, he's on his second book called Badge of the Phoenix. Uh, there's a part in the book about a scrying, a scrying mirror. And that specific part was based on our true life happening. Um, his pen name is Archer Hay. Uh, we looked it up on Amazon. He mm -hmm. writes these books with his sister, this is actually the second book in a series. It's about a detective slash witch that goes around and solves crimes and ones that have spiritual the, aspects to it. The Sky first C one was, yeah. Was the name of the... The detective. The detective in the, the stories. The name of the first book was um, Badge of the Bone something. Badge of the Bone something. 
Sorry, uh, guys. Memento. <laughs> I will look that up. Well, the second one's called Badge of the Phoenix, and the third one's called Badge of the Dragon Sa- or Dragon uh, Desert Sage. Okay. Yeah. And what was the be- the first one's Badge of the Bone something? Yeah, I don't got it. Sorry. Okay. Guys. No. We're, well, he has all of them. They're all on Amazon. Um, but yeah, that's what that's what it's about. So apparently, in the second book, like she said, he has the real life happenings from that mirror in in the um in the book oh sorry guys here i got it pulled up i my apologies uh sorry the (laughs) first book was oh wait good night maybe i did have it now it's badge of the bone ritual bone ritual yeah so badge of the bone ritual came out uh in january badge of the phoenix came out this month the third book comes out next month, um, Badge of the Desert Sage, and then the fourth book is yet titled, and that will be released, uh, I think, the end of March. So, um, like I said, they are for sale on Amazon. If you guys want to check them out, they sound really cool. So yeah, it's we interesting. Might, Very, we might, we might check them out. <laughs> checking them out too. So, <laughs> thanks again, Jim. We love the story, but yeah, I do kind of have some questions. I'm kind of interested. I am a witch myself, so. Um, my little bit of familiarity I had with scrying members and mirrors and the research I did, I'm just kind of, I think that's my biggest question. Was it, do you yourself, I'm, I'm guessing maybe with the subject matter of the books that you or your sister might have at least some kind of research in the occult if you're not practicing. Um, and again, I'm just kind of curious if it was consecrated. Yeah, feel free to, uh, if you want to just email, you can email us the rest of your, yeah. Your your uh, answers or anything else you would like to add to that, feel free to email it back to really us. Cool. That's fine. And thank you again. We appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, thank you. All right. So our last story from our listeners comes from one of my very good friends. Um, and actually, the reason I'm reading this one is because I have had experiences in this house. Um, so this is going to kind of go into one of my stories. Her name is Annie. And she's awesome. I can see you smiling right now, listening to this. We love you, Annie. <laughs> love you. So she starts out, hey, you sexy horror ladies, if that tells you how amazing this person is. <laughs> <clears throat> okay, so she says, here's one that has hung around for generations. My grandparents moved their four children and themselves into a smaller three-bedroom house in the middle 70s. The house has a basement, back and front porch, and they converted the one-car garage into a family room. Not huge, but the big backyard is just under an acre and backs into a larger plot owned by someone who has a pond. Very quiet street and great for my mom and her siblings. The house was built in the 50s, and they don't know much about the previous owners except that they had kids. They found plastic toys shoved in air vents. They never finished the basement, even though many card, card game nights were spent down there. My grandfather's boxing gear, washer and dryer, and a tool bench. I always had creepy feelings when I went into the basement, but didn't know why. When I was around 11, my mom, aunt, uncle, and grandmother told me it was creepy because of the ghost. Just casually and matter-of-factly <laughs> as we're talking about what we're having for dinner. Just, it's a ghost, don't worry about it. Casual dinner conversation. <laughs> my mother told me then of two experiences she had. The first was when she decided around nine years old she needed her own room. She wanted away from my aunt and set up her bed with sheets hanging from the exposed boards in the ceiling to make walls. She built this little makeshift room around one of the lights that had a pull string. Around the third night, she turned off the light to sleep, and about ten minutes later, she heard footsteps coming towards her bed. She turned on the light, pushed back one sheet, 
sheet wall and saw nothing. She turned off the light, thinking it was her imagination, and relaxed. But she heard them again, and this time they got right up to the sheet wall. She popped up, pulled pulled on the light, and moved the sheet to again find nothing. This began to feel unsettling. She decided her room to herself was just too good to give up, so off the light went again. <laughs> She's like, "No, I'm not. We're we're just we're gonna wait this out." She just wrapped the blanket around her shoulders when the footsteps, louder than before, came right to the edge of her bed. She pulled the light on as she jumped out of bed and went upstairs. Appropriate reaction. Because <laughs> I would have been like, no bitch, I'm out. I probably would have ran out of the house. Like, I'll just sleep on the front lawn today. That's fine. I'll just... I'm fine. This grass is nice. It's right, it's very comfortable. It's not raining. <laughs> I'm good. Pull up some mud, make yeah, a pillow. Yeah, this fine. is fine. Good. It's just fine. Dig, dig a little hole in the ground like a dog. Like, you're good. You're fine. I got my blankie. I'm good. I'm all fine. My aunt, uncle, and grandmother had all remembered this and admitted, too, that they had heard footsteps follow them all in the basement. I figured they were messing with... I figured they were messing with me until they told me... Until she told me the second experience she had. Everyone was out of the house except my mother and her cousin. They decided to make a nice dinner and watch a movie while my grandparents and her three siblings were out. My mom told her cousin to go downstairs and grab two steaks out of the deep freezer. She left my mom in the kitchen to prep. Five minutes later, she came back into the kitchen out of breath and steakless. <laughs> funny to me. I love that line. Out of breath, breath and, and steakless. steakless. And she's like, where are the steaks? My mom asked what was wrong. She said she couldn't find the steaks. My mom told her they were right on top. Didn't see them, her cousin replied. She mom shrugged it off, went downstairs, grabbed the steaks she found right on top of inside the deep freezer. It wasn't until some time later that the cousin admitted what happened. She went downstairs to get the steaks, but once the freezer was open, she heard footsteps come up behind her and felt someone touch her shoulder. Thinking it was my mother, she was shook to her core when she turned around to find no one behind her. She left the freezer door to slam on its own as she fled upstairs. Mm -mm. Mm -mm -mm. (laughs) Yep, nope, no steaks. Sorry, gotta go. (laughs) Maybe the ghost wanted the steaks, you know? Maybe it was like, no. No, bitch. Those are my steaks. I'm gonna make those later. The ghost likes a nice filet mignon at 3 a.m. And, you know, bitch, you can't have my steaks. So, that would, I feel you, ghost. I totally feel you. I love me some steaks, too. That would be hilarious at 3 a.m. and you wake up to a steak cooking in the kitchen and you're like, (laughs) is that for me? Now, can I just say that would be the most awesome ghost ever? I'd be like, but but you'd have to, I'd be like, I share. I'll share some with you. Because yeah. you actually got out of the basement to make this amazing meal for you me like, at three in the morning. You seasoned it. You buttered the pan. You like, you, you literally put in like 90% of the effort. So, you know. I'm literally like picturing just stuff falling onto the steak by itself. <laughs> the steak like Salt Bay. <laughs> the steak's... <laughs> It's like the Salt Bay ghost, like, hitting the, and if you guys don't know, like, we know you guys can't see this, but, like, Google Salt Bay, if none of you know who friggin' Salt Bay is. It's a, it's a very, very, very well-known it's meme. hilarious meme. Just this guy dropping salt on the steak. Sorry, guys. We were choking. <sighs> Some, someday this weather's gonna be fun. Yeah, someday. So, that's actually kind of something that happened, that last part that I said about the hearing footsteps coming up behind her. That's going to 
after I finish reading the story, that's kind of going to lead into my one of mine because this has actually happened to me in this house. Um, so she she says, for years I thought it was kind of bunk. I believe I believe, but I thought it was just a good exaggerated experience for my family to share. Until about seven years ago, I moved back home from college <clears throat> and stayed in the house for a while. In the morning, around three, I woke up really thirsty. I walked down a small... Oh, I'm sorry. I woke up thirsty as hell. That's how she... I woke up thirsty as hell. And we know Annie, so... And this is... The, <laughs> if I didn't say it like this, I can just hear her being like... Oh, I can hear her voice saying it. Why didn't you say thirsty as hell? That's how I wrote it. <laughs> That's how I would have said it. It really is, though. She's going to be on the podcast as a guest sometime, so when you hear, like, how she talks, you're going to understand. Um, you guys will be able to put two and two together. Oh, yeah, you'll be like, yep, yeah, that was definitely Annie. I walked down a small hallway to the kitchen and quenched my thirst. As I made my, my way back down the hallway, the footsteps ran up behind me out of nowhere. Nope. I was scared and jumped back into bed. I told myself I was delusional, and it was just being back home and remembering those stories. This is the crazy part, you guys. And I remember her telling me this, and her mom has even talked to me about it, too. Around 6.30, I got up to get ready for work. My mom was as well. She looked at me and said, are you okay? I replied, yeah, why? And she said, didn't you hear the footsteps behind you earlier this morning? They ran up behind you. It was so loud. Nope. I went white. Nope. Her mom heard them. That... Annie, I'm never coming over to your mom's house, ever. Well, see, here's the thing. I've been over there, I don't even know how many times, hundreds, hundreds of times, and I've had two experiences. So, I don't think it's an always thing, but, and then she said, now other friends and family have experienced this too. We don't know who it is, but apparently it likes to have fun. So, leading into my story... It definitely doesn't sound like it's something that's dangerous, though. It definitely... No. And I just think it's... And I, I think it's just funny how it sounds like her family, especially her mom, has just gotten so used to this thing that it's like it's literally a part of the family. Yeah. It's like it's literally a part of the family. Because it's now. not malicious. Yeah. I don't... I don't Where feel... It's like, oh, you didn't hear those footsteps? I'd be like, bitch, what? Sorry. I, mom, <laughs> mom, what? Sorry. What? what? Yeah, Bitch, what the fuck? No, I'm just kidding. Mom? Mom? Sorry. <laughs> yeah. What'd you just say? Like, yeah. Like, just so nonchalant. Like, they're they're so used to it now that it's just like, oh, yeah. Oh, wait till you hear how her mom responded to what I, what happened mm. to me. Mm-hmm. So I, um, I went over there for like, th- her mom was having like a big barbecue uh, bonfire thing. Because they have a really nice backyard, like she was saying. And, um, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, her mom was like, hey, do you mind going downstairs to grab the beer? And I was like, sure, yeah, that's fine. So, mind you, like I have said, I have been in this house many times. This probably happened to me two years ago. Um, I went downstairs to get the the beer out of the fridge, and I heard someone walk up behind me, and I thought it was Annie. Like, dead serious, I thought it was Annie. I was like, she's going to try to scare me. So I heard someone walk up behind me and touch the lower part of my back. <clears throat> kind of like, you know, when you're with someone and they touch that lower part of your back kind of thing. And that's what it felt like. So I was like, oh, she's trying to scare me. So I turned around and was like, 
like trying to get her out, turn around and went, Annie, and I was like, there's nobody there. There was nobody there. Nope. I didn't get the beer. <laughs> I went up the stairs beerless. No steaks. Or beer. Gotta go. Like, so yeah. I went up the stairs and her mom just looked at me and she's like, she literally looked at me and smiled and she goes, it was the ghost, wasn't it? And I just stopped and like looked at her and was like, you know? And she's like, oh yeah, it's been around forever. Like, just a, a nonchalant, just, yeah, there's a ghost down there. Yep. A lot of people have experienced it. Yep. And I was like, well, I didn't feel threatened or anything, so I was like, well, I'll just go. I literally just went right back down there and got the beer. It didn't happen again, but I, I literally, when I went downstairs, I backed up to the fridge to keep my eyes on the basement, like, on the room. And then I reached in and got everything and ran back up the stairs. I'm like, not this time, bitch! And I'm, like, yep. running. <laughs> so, Annie, I hope you know now that I know this story, I'm like, and like I said, I know I never would, but in the event I ever would come over to your mom's house for something like this, and they'd be like, hey, Sophia, you want to run in the basement? I'd be like, no. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't want to run in the basement for anything. Ever. <laughs> you go in the basement. <laughs> she would, though. But um, one other thing that happened to me in that house, I was staying the night, and um, so there's um, the room at the very end of the hall is where I was sleeping, and Annie was sleeping in the room with me. And I was sleeping in the bed, and she was sleeping in a bed that was a pull-out from underneath the bed I was sleeping in. And I woke up during the middle of the night, and I saw a person standing in the doorway. A silhouette of a person. And, you know, right when you're first waking up, you're kind of, like, delirious. And I honestly thought it was her mom. So I said audibly, what's up, mom? I call her mom, mom. I was like, what's up, mom? No answer. So I'm, like, trying to, like, slowly, I'm slowly waking up, and I then, then see it looks like the silhouette of a man, probably in his early 20s, maybe mid-20s, something like that. Couldn't really tell much. I mean, you could just see his stature and his profile. There was really nothing else. I did not feel, I didn't wake Wanny, Wanny. I didn't wake Annie up. You didn't wake Wanny? I didn't wake Wanny. <laughs> I didn't wake Annie up because I thought... It, it wasn't malicious. I didn't feel threatened. I wasn't scared. I just, it was almost, I almost felt relaxed. Almost like he was just like, I'm here. I just wanted you to know I'm here and go back to sleep. And I went back to sleep. Now, you're probably sitting there thinking, bitch, you just saw a fucking silhouette of a man in the door and you're going back to sleep. Yeah, I went back to sleep. Like, And then the next morning I woke up and told Annie about it and she was like, yeah, he's not, he doesn't seem malicious or anything. He's just here. So, I don't know who it and is, I think but if you're so sleepy in that moment and you don't know if it's, like, your mind playing a trick on right. you or if it's really, like, what did I just see? Like, what just happened in that moment? Because I even asked Annie's mom. I was like, did you come in to check on us last night? And she's like, no, I was in bed the whole night. And I was like, okay. Awesome. Right. And the only other person in the house is her grandmother, by the way. That's the only other person in the house. It was me, Annie, her mom, and her grandma. That was it. No men. <laughs> and it definitely had a manly stature. So, those are the two stories that oh happened God. in that house okay. to me. So, oh, geez, so, yeah, that house is haunted. <laughs> just, just 
Just to let you know, it's haunted. Yeah, hands down. And like I said, if I'm ever invited over, I probably will, but... We're going to get you to go in the basement. Ever, no, not going in that basement. <laughs> I'm not going in that basement by myself. I'd go with you. for damn sure. I'd go with you. I mean, it's okay. touched me, so I'm not... Okay. <laughs> I'll be like, leave Becky Gremlin alone. <laughs> Touch Casper. You know her. She's back. Hey, it's your friend. There you go. You it's your friendly neighborhood fun. Casper. It's your friendly neighborhood Casper. You guys have fun. You guys will be good. I'll take the beer. You guys. <laughs> you guys go do your thing. You guys do your thing. I have the beer. Um. Okay, so I... It's kind of crazy. Guys, I've had, like, I've had so many stories happen to me, and I've, like, pondered over which one I was going to share, um, and this is literally one I just shared with Casper, like, not even... Guys, let me tell you something right now. started... She was going over which one she wanted to tell, and, um... Yeah. She's more than welcome to tell another one, too, because I'm going to tell another one after her that's a little bit more sinister than a... Ghost being like, oh, hey, oh, I'm going to touch cool. your shoulder. I will tell too then. Since um, so she just told me this story and I was like, I literally could not stop staring at her. Liz hanging on to every word. This, this is something that creeped me out. Like for real. I'm just saying. Yeah. It's, um, it's a true story guys. Uh, it's actually both stories are two things that like, I wish I was making them up. <laughs> Like, they, they affected me for, like, one, both of them affected me literally for so many years in my life that they still affect me to this day. Um, so, since we're going to share two, I'll share this one, but it will tie into the other one. Because, um, like I said, I've had paranormal experiences since I was a kid. Uh, the house I grew up in was haunted. All kinds of stuff used to happen to me there. Um, but similar to Annie, I never felt like anything was ever malicious, so we were never really, like, scared of it. It was just kind of, like, freaky, weird, very unexplained occurrences. Um, so this story that I shared before, um, this happened when I was in high school. Uh, it was a guy I was dating at the time and a friend of his, and we were in his car. And, um, everybody, he had kept talking about, he grew up in an area of town, uh, where people, where he said around where he grew up, people kept talking about this area where there was either a satanic church or a house where there was Satanism that was practiced. And the rumor that happened was that it was a group of nuns that had defected from the church and they had decided to become Satanist or start this satanic church or at least perform subtype, some type of satanic rituals in an area, either a house or a church, what have you. So we decided to go look for it from what he told me, nobody was ever actually able to pinpoint exactly where it is, but it was in the vicinity of an area, um, in Cincinnati that is where a gunpowder factory, uh, and I'll lead more into my other story. Um, it's, it, that'll lead into the, it was the Peter Cartridge gunpowder factory. It's probably, if, if anybody is from the Cincinnati area, it's a very well-known area that is very, very haunted. Um, part of it even led into where Kings Island Amusement Park is now. And uh, the show Ghost Hunters that used to run on Sci-Fi Channel actually even did an episode touching on it. So if anybody was fans of that show um, and remember that episode, they did talk about it. So um, Ghost to, Adventures, come to Kings Island. Yeah, come please. to Peter Cartridge Gunpowder Factory, please. <laughs> 
Um, but anyway, so it's in vicinity of this gunpowder factory. And the big thing about this gunpowder factory is there is a big, long, there's a big, huge smokestack. I think there used to be more, but there's only one still standing. And it's a huge smokestack. So the where the area that we ended up finding this house, church, it ended up being a house. Um, we go down a road, and then you turn down a main road. And it, far, it was at night. I can't remember exactly what time of night it was, but it was pitch dark. And far off in the distance you can just make out the tall smokestack in the distance the smokestack from the gunpowder factory um so anyway we turned down this road and to the left uh to the driver's side left side of the road i'm in the back seat the guy i was dating at the time was driving his friends in the passenger seat and to the left side um there was a river and train tracks to the right side of us there was a row of houses um, at some point, the train tracks stopped, but the river was still to the left side of the house. And again, row of houses to the right. Um, the houses looked very old and outdated. They looked like something almost out of like the 1930s. They looked, uh, the trucks looked very old. Um, what also really struck me as being very strange was that some of the houses had no porch lights, but the ones that did have porch lights, as we drove by, the porch lights that were on went out. Um, the guy, I, the ex I dated tried to later explain, he did not believe in any of this. He tried to explain away everything that happened. He kept saying that they were motion lights. Guys, like I said, I'm 35. I have never heard of any motion lights that turn off when you drive by them. They turn on, typically. Anyway. Yeah, motion lights not going to turn off. I've never experienced a motion light turning off when I'm I going have by a it. motion light now on my porch. It turns on when people drive by it or walk by it. Doesn't turn off. No, it does not do that. It's that's not how motion lights work. So anyway, <laughs> um, yeah. So it was almost like people sensed our presence, and as we drove by, they just turned their porch lights off. So yeah, that made it even creepier. So we get to the end of this road, and when you get to the end of the road. There's nowhere for you to turn around. There's just a, one side of you is this river, the other side of you is these houses, where at some point they ended, and when you get to the end of the road, there is a stone wall with an entrance. I didn't see a gate. I'm assuming there was a gate, but there's two pillars on either side with gargoyles at the top. Super creepy. That's already gargoyles. like a, yeah, okay, what the fuck, because gargoyles are creepy as fuck. So, stone wall, um, entrance, again, pillars on either side with gargoyles, and there's a long dirt driveway that leads all the way back to this house. Um, so this house that goes down this dirt driveway, the house actually looked more modern than these other row of houses to our right, and the other thing that struck me unusual about this house, which I'm sure some of you have seen this, but it was sort of off-putting given the area, um, the, most of the front of the house was glass. So it was like a glass front. Um, we didn't see, there was no lights on inside. We didn't see anybody inside. I did notice that there were a lot of plants. There were not, I don't know if this is a significance, but there were a lot of potted plants, hanging plants, and every single one of the plants were dead. I did happen to notice that. They, they all just looked like dead, hadn't been watered, completely dead plants. Do you um, wonder if that has anything to do with the supernatural, though? Because, I mean, I don't want to pull a movie in, but Oculus, remember? Oh all the my plants gosh, were dead. yeah, and I never thought about that till it now. It killed all the plants. 
And I'm not saying that's what it was. I'm just saying, like, that is immediately where my brain went because all of the Who plants knows? from in, in a certain radius of that mirror died. How appropriate that you bring that up, too, because one of the stories was about the scrying mirror. The mirror. Yeah. Oculus. Good Mirrors film. Watch it, guys. Great. Go, God, guys. Such a great movie. I highly recommend Oculus. That legit really scared me. That is a, a really mind great movie. Really fuck. great movie. <laughs> Um, but anyway, so we start to notice things are already kind of creeping us out. Um, we don't leave at that point. We definitely don't drive down this dirt driveway toward this creepy ass house with the dead plants. Um, the ex turns the car off, turns the car lights off. No sooner they turn the car lights off that we noticed there was a red glowing light coming from inside of the house. At first we thought it was a flashlight clearly didn't take us long to realize that it wasn't a flashlight. It was a glowing orb. So if anybody out there has experienced any type of paranormal activity where you see an orb versus a flashlight, they're two very distinctive forms of light because a flashlight has a source. You will see an actual beam coming from the light. So you know, that's a flashlight. You know where that's coming from. An orb has no light source except its own. So it will literally just be a glowing ball of light giving off its own light source. And that is clearly what this was. So no sooner than we notice the orb that it goes from being inside the house to outside the house, and it is in the front lawn outside of the house, still pretty far away from us, but now clearly not in the house anymore. So at this point, I know any logical person would have been like, fuck that shit, I'd have thrown that some bitch in reverse and skirt the fuck up out of there. <laughs> um, but when you're in that moment, it's almost as if you're transfixed and paralyzed because the orb of light started kind of dancing around in front of us. It was kind of moving up and down and, you know, we just could not keep our eyes off of it. I don't know what triggered my ex to freak out when he did. I can't really remember if anything distinctively happened at that point, but all I know is he turned his car on. I don't know if something maybe freaked him out. He turns his car on, turns those car lights on. No sooner than he turns those car lights on that it looked like the gargoyle. Remember me telling you guys about the gargoyles? It looked like the gargoyles were distorted and their eyes started glowing. And then all of a sudden that glowing orb started moving closer and closer to us to where it went from the front yard to all the way at the front entrance of this gate right in front of the car. So um, you're, so it was right in front of the car. It was car. right in front of the car. And it happened pretty quick. How like, big was it in front of the car? It was still like the size of about a flashlight, like the front of a flashlight, but yeah, so I, you know, like a little ball, like a so little orb ball. It no, it didn't stayed, grow it any bigger. It stayed the same, but it, guys, it's seriously, I mean, if any of you have ever seen like Phantasm, I mean, that's about the only thing I can compare it to, except there was no tall man and uh, R.I.P. Angus Grimm. Um, <laughs> there was no tall man and there was no sharp spikes coming out of the ball. But it was a it was about the size of a little ball, like a phantasm ball, except it was just a glowing orb of red. And I mean blood red. It wasn't like a bright red. It was like the color of blood red, as if blood was dripping off this thing. I don't know. But 
right in front of the car. He starts to back the car up in reverse. And guys, I don't even remember him like looking out of the rear view mirror to see if he was going to hit anything. I mean, cause if you ride, if you drive, you're driving in reverse, you're looking in the mirror to make sure you're not hitting anything. He wasn't, he never took his eyes off the orb. So I don't know what type of angel or whatever, or if his driving was just that good, but he managed to reverse that car all the way down that road and back it up without hitting one single thing. And his eyes, from what I saw sitting in the back seat, never left that orb because it was chasing us as we were backing out down the street. And when it got to where the train tracks, if you guys remember seeing in the beginning of the story, there was train tracks on the side of the road where the river were. And at a certain point they stopped Well, where the train tracks started again, where we were getting ready to turn off the road, the orb stopped. And just as, as fast as it appeared in front of us is as fast as it went away, as if it was never there and never existed. Um, we drove the whole way home, never talked about it. Didn't utter a word, didn't say anything. Uh, from what I can vaguely remember, and guys, mind you, this is about a 20-year-old story that I've told a handful of times. Um, from what I can remember, my ex and the guy he was friends with ended their friendship not long after that. I think his friend believed, and I think really crazy things started happening to his friend. Uh, my ex, on the other hand, was a skeptic. Um, we were also in a pretty troubled relationship, uh, so when it was later brought up and I tried to explain to explain that I thought it was supernatural. He was very angry. I think maybe he had been touched by something that didn't want him to speak of it because he tried every way, shape, or form he could to rationalize everything that happened. And there was absolutely no rational explanation for any of this. Um, Which makes this story even crazier is since that story and since it happened and even a few years ago, I have tried to find this place. I have tried to find these houses. I've never been able to locate this area, so I don't know. Um, guys, I'm a big believer in time loops. I'm a believer in time dimensions. I do think that there can be rips in time dimensions where you may travel to another alternate universe and you may not have never meant to be there. Um, and I think that very well could have been likely. This could have just been an area that we were never meant to see, and that's why I've never been able to find it since. Like I said, this was, um, I was probably about 16, so this has been almost 20 years ago, and I very rarely ever talk about this story, because... Tonight was the first time I heard it. She had never heard it. And we've been friends for almost about five years Yeah, now. and I just don't talk about it a lot. Like I said, I, you know, it, it struck me because I was told not to talk about it in the course of the relationship that I was in, and then um, I think myself, I just tried to dismiss it. But I think what made it even harder is that I had no concrete evidence of where this place was. And, you know, guys, there were no... Look, guys, when this happened, I come from that area where it was like the brick Nokia phones that you played Snake on. (laughs) The, like, Nokia 5100s and 6100s with the big-ass antenna on them. There was no... You mean the thing that sunk the Titanic, right? Yeah, that thing. Yeah, the iceberg. Yeah, that thing. Um, This was, like, post... Uh, the brick cell phones in, in, in 
suitcases, but pre-everything we have now. So there was no busting this out and taking a picture and posting it on, on the gram. You know, <laughs> on like, the on the gram. Like, that didn't even exist. You, <laughs> well, you had the gram phone. Yeah, yeah, had. we had, had the literal had gram, gram phone. phone. So, yeah, so there was no, you know, I didn't have a Polaroid camera in my back pocket. So, you know, there was nothing that I could do where now, guys... Everybody could snap a picture of that shit. Who's to know though? Even if you did it, if it would show up, I've or heard. What if I? I've did... heard of people doing stuff like that, where they'll see something and they'll take a picture of it or a video of it, and then they go back to look, and it's not there. And it's not there. Yeah, or yeah. it's a picture, but what they saw wasn't there. That's true too. I never. So who's to say? Especially if it was that adamant, like if it told your ex, like don't talk about it, and it was that adamant about keeping it a secret, you wouldn't have caught anything. It wouldn't have let you. Now, looking back, probably not. It wouldn't have let you. Especially if you can't find it anymore. That is a a place that does not want to be found. That's what leads me more to believe that I ripped through some type of time space, some type of alternate universe where we were not meant to find that area. It blows my mind that the houses were old all of a sudden and then you have the house where it manifested and it was newer looking. It was a very modern house. It looked like a house that had been built I mean like in the time of the house I grew up in and I think the house I grew up in was built in like the 60s, the 70s. Honestly guys if any of you remember the old Brady Bunch reruns it kind of looked like the Brady Bunch house. Like, it was a pretty modern, you know, at least within the last 40, 50 years, whereas all of these other houses look like houses that were built during the Great Depression in, like, the ni- like 1929. So I mean, these were all very old row houses with, like, 1940s Ford pickup trucks in them, you know? I mean, very old. Like, very old houses. So, yeah, I would say something that looked like it was built in the 1920s or 30s versus something that was built in the 60s or 70s would definitely be considered more modern. So, oh, yeah, for sure. That house just looked so out of place. It, it looked like either that street didn't belong there, the row of houses didn't belong there, that house at the end didn't belong there. I have no idea. The, the gargoyle thing, I still try to figure that shit out. Because I don't know. I, I I became obsessed, I remember, with, like, anything I could find about gargoyles. I read, I read up so much about the mythology of gargoyles and how they are used as protection. They were thought to be actual beings and that if they did need to manifest to come alive, that they could. Because that's what they were meant to do was to protect and... That just fucked me up even more. I mean, I, especially when you saw their eyes glowing. I would almost have PTSD anytime I would ever drive by, and it still freaks me out even to this day. But anytime I drive by houses that have gargoyles, I get—I mean, my heart starts racing. I get legit anxiety. I, I get mean, it's really understandable. freaked out because it like takes me right back. And even ghost shows that I watched years later, that anytime they would ever talk about glowing orbs, anytime they ever talk about orbs, I would get so mad when people would dismiss orbs because I'm like, you can clearly tell the difference between an orb and a flashlight or a flashing light. That would have a beam. An orb does not have a beam of light. It manifests its own light. You know the difference if you see one. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's it's unmistakable. And again, guys, I don't know if... I love people that 
are skeptical but are willing to at least be open-minded because like I said if none of this stuff was satanic demonic or ghostly in any way shape or form can we at least agree on the fact that it was definitely unexplained there is nothing absolutely nothing logical that could explain what I saw nothing nothing about what you saw at all the houses the modern house, the dead plants in the modern house. I feel like you found a satanic cult um, place, like a place that they met. Oh, yeah, and me too. Whatever it was that manifested itself was telling you to get the hell out. Yeah, it was something that was trying to keep us away from it, clearly. Clearly. So. You found something you weren't supposed to. And, and guys, this will lead to my next story about the gunpowder factory because, um, I don't know if you, do you want to go into your No, 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 you go, you go right Um, ahead first. But yeah, so the, yeah, the gunpowder factory thing. So, um, Peter Cartridge gunpowder factory, it was, I'll give a little bit of history about it. It was, um, basically they made gun ammunitions and, um, it unfortunately went through, uh, I forget exactly when it happened, but, um, there was an explosion that happened in the 1900s there, and there were a few people that were killed, and it has thought to be haunted ever since. Um, yeah, it's called the Peter Cartridge, uh, Gunpowder Factory, and, uh, it was built in, um, 1916. Uh, so again, the, um, smokestack and most of the original building is still in existence. Um, some of it has been renovated, some of it hasn't. Um, but again, it is a very well-known, um, haunted area in Cincinnati, um, and, or outside of Cincinnati, the area, it's actually called Kings Mills, Ohio. So it's closer to Kings Island, um, more north. Uh, so... I don't recommend this to anybody that lives in the area, and I think people who know about it, if you trespass, you will get arrested. Uh, We just, dumb enough as the dumb, stupid-ass kids that we were at the time, didn't get arrested, but we were really fucking stupid. So, I don't recommend this to anyone whatsoever. If it stays no trespassing, don't fucking trespass. Do not risk ghost hunting anywhere, shape, or form. Not to mention the fact on top of possibly getting arrested, guys. Some of these places are very dangerous. They're outdated. You could get very hurt or you could die. Okay? That place was like a tetanus shot everywhere. It was like, you know <laughs> what I'm saying? It was like, oh, God, I'm going to get tetanus. Like, clearly. <laughs> you know? I mean, so, yeah. I just, first of all, to anybody, adult, teenager, or otherwise, that's thinking about trampling around an area that has clearly been rumored to be haunted or known to be haunted, but says no trespassing, don't go there. Don't fucking go there. Like, don't do it. I was dumb as fuck with a group of kids that I knew at the time, and we just never should have done it. But, um, again, it segues into the other story because this was the actual gunpowder factory that this area was near what I thought. And, uh, again, like I said, it was in the 1900s. There was a terrible explosion there. I think like eight or nine people were killed and the place has been haunted ever since. And I happened to like the dumb teenager I was at the time trespass with, um, three other friends. Um, and again, it's funny that I mentioned like the brick Nokia phone because, you know, we walked in there, the place was like really dirty, dusty. There was debris all over the floors. You're walking along the floors 
and, um, you know, you don't hear anything. It's really crazy because at the time that we went, uh, and, and this is why I mentioned so much that you didn't hear anything. Yeah, it was at night, but, um, this is in a very wooded area. Um, there's more residential areas around now because of subdevelopments, but there really wasn't then at the time. Again, you're talking like it's about 20 years ago. Um, so there, you would think you would hear birds, maybe some type of animals. You heard nothing. That kind of makes it I mean, like ear, though. deafening. Like your ears ring. All you heard was, I, I, they may have, I don't know, but like literally all you could hear around you was just the footsteps people were taking around you. Your footsteps, everybody else's footsteps, you didn't hear anything else. I, didn't, I don't remember hearing wind blowing and it was in the fall. So, you know, we all had like jackets on. It was a little chilly, but you know, it's Midwest fall weather. So, but you didn't hear wind blowing, leaves rustling, animals, literally nothing. You, you didn't hear anything. So, um, we're walking along and no sooner than we all start to notice that like, wow, this is like a really deafening, like silence is that, uh, we were on the first level. There's several levels of the area, but we were in a, you know, the bottom level and, I do remember coming around a corner where there were steps, but again, like I said, everything looked very unsound and I was like, I'm not going up any steps because I already was getting worried about falling through floorboards as it was. Um, but no sooner than we noticed that like, it was really, really, really silent that we heard the loudest, most blood curdling and guys, I to this day I have, have no right idea where in the building it was coming from. I don't care. We didn't stick around to figure it out. But it was the loudest, most blood-curdling scream I think I've ever heard in my entire life. And it didn't come from any of us. It damn sure didn't come from me. I didn't scream. None of the other three girls I was with screamed. But we all heard this scream. It was deafening. It was horrible. It sounded like somebody that was going through an intense amount of pain. And we all stopped dead in our tracks and just ran and just took off running the opposite way. I take off running. Again, I mentioned my brick Nokia phone at the time that I had. I cannot remember if I had it in my hand or if it was in my pocket, but it, some, but it somehow fell out. It, it fell out and I don't realize it till we're halfway out. And I'm like, fuck, like I can't leave without this phone. Like I need my phone. So I turn around to go back to look for it. And guys, you know, these phones had like, if people remember what these phones looked like, they had like the flat base on them. And as I'm looking for this thing, I see the phone like flip up. Like, it was laying flat. It flipped up and was sitting straight up and lighting up. It wasn't ringing, but the phone was lighting up. I grabbed that phone and got the fuck out of there. Because that scream was so loud that even though it stopped, it was deafening. And you, even after the chaos of us running, me running back, seeing my phone, what the fuck, 
grabbing my phone, you could still hear the like echo of that scream. Like it, it sounded like that. It sounded like reverb. Like it was yeah, just it was like just so ringing through the whole building. Yeah, and we got in the car and got the fuck out of there. And every single fucking time I drive past that place, I am horrified. I am absolutely horrified every time I drive past there. Well, it's like when we drove past it and you immediately got, I could tell you got uncomfortable. I get tense. And I asked you if everything was okay. And that's the first time you told me, you told me what happened. Yeah. I remember that. I get very tense every time I drive Every time you tell me, I get, I, mm, I can't. Yeah. It's very well known to be haunted, guys, if you, if you, if any of you guys want to look it up. But like I said, if you live in the area, don't go trespassing, guys. Cops, like I said, this happened 20 years ago. Cops have been so hip to it. There are usually cops stationed there. There's a bike, there's a bike trail and a park there now. So cops and park rangers are always stationed there. I do not recommend it. Those are felony trespassing charges. Like, guys, it is not worth it. Nope. Hopefully one day they'll open up to ghost tours or maybe if you're looking It'd be really enough. cool if Ghost Adventures could somehow get on get there. Yeah. Because they're a show. They would they're more apt to get into something like that than anybody else. Would. And like I said, Ghost Hunters didn't really they touched on the gunpowder factory, but they touched more on because guys, there's a there's a this goes back to the river that I mentioned in my first story. There's a river that runs alongside of it that runs down into where Kings Island is now. And that's near where one of the like Whitewater Canyon rides are. So part of where that is used to be a um, cemetery and also part of the gunpowder factory too. So that area of Kings Island is known to be very haunted. So even when Ghost Hunters was here, they didn't really touch base too much on the gunpowder factory. They did mention it and they mentioned the explosion, but I just think it would be really cool if Ghost Adventures or some other paranormal show around, unfortunately Ghost Hunters is no longer on, but if any other paranormal show or Ghost Adventures would please investigate, like, you know, if the city of Kings Mills would be open to something like that, I definitely think they should. Yeah. Because anybody that's grew up in this area knows about the gunpowder factory. We all know about the gunpowder factory. Everybody knows about it. It's very, very well known and highly, highly haunted. Clearly. Yeah. I mean, I've heard <laughs> other people. I don't, I don't know of any other people that have had experiences where they've trespassed and have heard things like what I've heard, but I... I have known other people who have told stories of driving past it and stopping on that road in the middle of the night and you can hear screams. It's almost like you're hearing the screams of the people that died in that explosion. So I have heard that. I've, you know, there's pictures online, guys, where there's ghostly faces in the windows and people, many, many people have reported that you can hear screams from coming inside that building from where the explosion happened. So that's crazy. I, that's why I don't discount my story that there was a scream because other people have hear, have heard screams. That would scare the shit out of me. Oh, it was the most horrific thing. I mean, and shortly after, and then not long after this happened, it was maybe like a year or two later that the freaking ghost orb Satan house thing happened. Ghost orb Satan house. So I'm like, you know what? I've had about as much paranormal shit as I can deal with. I'm out. Nothing's done. 
It's like two, it's like two years in a row in high school, like, just this crazy-ass shit happens, so, yeah. And it's just crazy how it all centers around this freaking That same area, yeah. That same area. There must be something about that area. And, again, I know a lot of ghost shows mention that areas that are close to water, that water is a conduit. Yep. So that makes sense. It It makes total sense. Yep. Makes total sense. So... Those are my stories. I'm uh, not sleeping tonight, so... Uh, You're not sleeping. <laughs> let's get into mine, shall we? Okay, let's go. Okay, so this is not... The piece de resistance, the grand finale. Is how we're this end is it. not a happy story. No. <laughs> this is... I didn't think mine was either, but... No, no, that's not a happy story. No. <laughs> it's not a happy story. <clears throat> let's start out with, like, happy little ghost stories and get into demons. Mm-hmm. So... I believe in demons and ghosts. I've had experiences with both. Um, most of you that know me, um, I've told you this story. It shakes me to my core to, even now. It is something that happened to me. Shit. Um, seven, eight years ago. Something like that, I would say. So, I was raised not being able to watch horror. You've been over this. So, once I hit, like, an age where I started, like, watching horror movies, everyone talked about The Exorcist. The Exorcist was, like, the horror movie. I personally think it's overrated, but anyway. (laughs) So, for its time, one of the scariest movies that had ever come out, my mom was 12 when she saw it, in theaters, 12, and... To this day, like, if you, my mom don't, she doesn't even want to talk about it. She says, I thank God in heaven for taking those images out of my mind. Um, so I was like, I'm one of those people where it's like, these movies are hard to watch. Watch them. And I'm like, you're, you can't watch them. And I'm like, Haha, bitch, I'm going to try. Hold my beer. <laughs> you're going to tell me I can't watch it? Hold my beer. Let's try this. Yes. Um, so but I think it's funny that you mentioned, I wanted to say that you mentioned it's overrated, but it's, it's funny. I think... I'm glad that's why you specified, like, for its time. You know, you said your mom was 12. I remember my dad telling me that, like, he was older at the time that it came out. But I remember my dad telling me, like, the mass hysteria that happened in movie theaters. that He remembers when this movie came out that you never, ever, ever saw with any other movie. I mean, there were people fainting. There were people vomiting. There were people that were getting out of their seats and praying, there were literally people that were so affected by this movie, and it was at a time nobody had ever seen anything like that before. Right? No, they hadn't. It was the wasn't it the first actual demonic movie? Uh, yeah, like like that, like possession, like that demonic first possession, like that. On demonic possession. Yeah. So, um, th- there has only been two, three movies in the entire world that have ever made me uncomfortable. Um, well, four-ish, but that have ever made me, like, you, where you get that actual scared feeling. The Exorcist is the the top movie that has done that to me. Uh, The Fourth Kind is another one. Um, The Pukipski, 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 we'll get it. Pukipski tapes. Sorry. Got it. 
that one made me uncomfortable and uh the witch the witch did not make me uncomfortable but it made me speechless so that one that one I kind of not I don't kind of count but whatever so I'm watching this movie I'm to the part where she's masturbating with a crucifix I'm looking at my TV and I feel sick. Like, I actually felt nauseated. No movie since then has made me actually nauseated. And I was like, I should turn this off. You know, you got those, like, angel devil on your shoulders. One's going, you need to turn this off. And the other one's like, well, you're halfway through, you might as well finish it. Mm -hmm. Guess who I listened to? I finished it. So, after watching that movie, I was like, that was... I, I was just physically ill. I would, I, it was like in the evening towards like time I was getting ready to go to bed. Really stupid. And so I'm. I definitely don't recommend that. I turned it off and sat there. I just sat there for like just thinking about what I saw and I was just mortified. I was mortified. Now you have to, I was raised independent Baptist. So. Clearly, I don't follow the same path now, but I was raised where, when I saw something like that, that's the first time I ever saw anything. I probably had the same reaction as the people in the 70s who had never seen anything like that. I had never seen anything like that. I'd never been exposed to anything like that. And that was the first time I ever truly thought something was evil. I had watched horror movies before it. I've watched horror movies after it. I have never thought anything was purely as evil as that film. And I did a little bit of research on it, and apparently um, some of the cast members committed suicide, or some of the crew members that worked on the movie committed suicide after that movie. Uh, Linda Blair has even said that things have happened to her. Um, You guys have to remember this movie was based on a true story about a boy back in the 20s. I think it was the 20s. It was actually a boy, not a girl. Um, So they were messing with stuff that had happened that was true. Um, There was just a bunch of fuckery surrounding that movie. If you look it up, there's so much shit that went down during the filming and after the movie. It's it's insane. Well, that's why people were so affected by it. Like you mentioned, they literally thought that, like, they were seeing the devil on film. And, you know, there was one thing that they did with the movie was that they... um, they would have subliminal imagery. Mm-hmm. So if if people are familiar with The Exorcist, they would have that every time Zuzu was mentioned or invoked in any way that they would show those flashes of that creepy face. Yep. And they, you know, so they did that in a way to, and it, filmmakers talked about this later, that they did that in a way, they literally were trying to fuck with the audience. Mm-hmm. So they did that in a way to make you think like, wait, did I... Did I see that? Did they put that in there or did my mind make <laughs> me see that? So people literally thought that like the devil was in this movie. Like the devil was actually in the film. So people, that's why I said that they yeah. were probably just as affected by it by you as you were because they literally thought they, they took that movie so literal. Yeah, for sure. I um, I was also raised believing that certain things are doorways. Uh, movies, TV shows, stuff like that are doorways to open, that open, you know, for that portal, yeah, things to come through. That, I have a very close friend of mine that has never seen The Exorcist, and she won't because of this story. Um, 
And I, to this, she's like, I won't watch it. And I still tell her, please don't. I don't want this to happen to her. If any of you haven't seen it and you want to see it, use your own discretion. Do what you would like. But this movie fucked my life up. I'm going to tell you that right now. Um, so I went to bed that night. Nothing really out of the ordinary happened. Um, I heard, okay, so let me tell you how my room is set up, first of all. So I slept in the attic. My, I slept on one side. So if you go up the stairs, it branches off into two sections that come back into my, into the actual room. And my bed was on the other side of the room. So there was a window above my bed and there was a window on the other side of the room that every single night when I'd go to bed, light would, light kind of came through it. So you could see the window. So you could see if something walked by the window, <clears throat> basically is what I'm trying to get at. Right. So I'm also blind. Just to let you know, I can't see. I have to, when I take my glasses off, I am completely blind oh, at night. Me. Oh my god. Yep. There's. I'm, <laughs> I'm out without my glasses on. So um, the first night, nothing really out of the ordinary happened. Now the next night, I heard. I also sleep with the fan on. Um, I have to have noise. So I slept with the fan on, um, and it would, it sat next to my bed in between my TV and my bed. Um, so the next night I heard, and it was loud enough to be over the fan noise. I heard what sounded like water dripping. There was no, there, I don't there, I was upstairs in the attic. There's no sinks in the attic. There's no, we didn't have a bathroom up there. Um, it's literally just a room. So there was no reason why there should be water dripping. So I put on my glasses. I looked out in my room. There was nothing there, but I kept hearing it. So I turned my fan off and it stopped when I turned my fan off. So I was like, okay, something's fucked up with the fan, whatever. So I turned the fan back on. It literally started again. And I was like, okay, it's just a fan. Didn't think anything of it at that point. I just let it go. So went back to sleep and it got louder. So I was like, is it the fan? I turned the fan off that time. It didn't stop. It kept going. And I was like, Oh, it's not the fan. Great. (laughs) Fantastic news. Random creepy noise in my room. Yay. So I'm just thinking it's an old house. It's creaking. You literally, when stuff like this happened, you try in your brain to be like, it's just this. (laughs) <laughs> well, you're just trying everything you can to rationalize it, because even if you believe, you're just like, oh, fuck, please don't let this... You don't want it to be what you think it is, so you're just like, like it's think, just the house. I think this is what this is, but I'm just going to act like this isn't what it is, so... So, anyway, so, um, yeah, that's what happened that night. Well, the next night, so my stairs are very, were very creaky, you knew when someone was coming upstairs. Like, you could hear my door open. The, the stairs were, like, fucking... Like, they were awful. <laughs> you couldn't creep up any of yeah, any those no, stairs. There was no sneaking out with those stairs. So, no. the door opens. I don't know what time this was. I was. I was probably laying in bed for an hour or two. My door opens, and I'm thinking, okay, well, my mom's coming upstairs. The door opens, and it sounds like someone's coming up the stairs... And going up a stair every 30 seconds. Like, one stair. 30 seconds. Next stair. 30 seconds. Like, it was the longest. I was like, are you coming? Like, what the <laughs> fuck, man? Right, exactly. That's I was what like, I was like, are you coming up Are you not? coming? Like, I'm li- literally, like, my brain's like, why the fuck is your mom taking so long to get up these fucking stairs? But, sh- and then I hear it at the top, and I'm like, mom? No answer. 
okay. So I turn on my light and there's nothing there. So I'm like, oh, okay, well, it's a creaky house. That was my excuse. It's a creaky house. <laughs> this happens. So I lay back down, turn the light off. It moves from the top of the stairs and I hear it walk all the way to the foot of my bed. And it's standing. I felt it standing there. Mm-mm. I got the covers over my... I have chills talking about this. I had the covers over my face. Mm-mm. And I was like, please, God. Please, God. Make it go away. Please, God. Make it go away. And then my fan that's sitting next to my bed, it doesn't fall over. It flew over. <clears throat> so it didn't just like... You know, you have something like standing up and it just falls. It moved. Like, a, probably a foot or two past of where it would have been. So, that happened. I literally, like, shot. You would have thought I was raised from the dead. I shot out of that bed, and I was like, oh, my God. What the fuck was that? <laughs> like, I, how do you even react to something like that? I was like, in my mind, I knew what it was. I knew what it was, but I'm like, no, I'm not going to accept that that's what's happening. It's not happening. I'm like, no, no, it's not happening. Yeah, no. So I dismissed it and I let it go. Well, that wasn't the thing to do. (laughs) So the next night. Yeah, because they don't let shit go. No. The next night, this is, this is when it fucked me up really bad. Um, I was just laying in my bed and I heard a noise to the right. Okay. So I slept in a full size bed and I slept on the right side and my light was on the right side. I heard rustling in, on the side on that side of my bed, and I, I was, I was just fucking terrified. I was like, it's here. I, I know it's here. And I turned on my light. There was a black mass on the floor, and it shot back into my room when I turned the light on. Mm-mm. I still, I have, y'all, I got chills. I got chills right now. And I was like, I didn't even know how to explain that one away. <laughs> I was like, you can't explain that one away. You you can't. So you'd have been living in a literal world of denial to yeah. explain something like that away. So I still in my mind though, I was like, I was trying to think of how I was going to deal with it. Cause I knew, I knew it was a demon. I, I knew it was. And I laid back down and turned off the light and I could see it moving past the window every few seconds. Like, because you could see the the window would black out every few seconds. And um I was just laying there and it stopped. The the blacking out stopped. And I heard in my right ear the most guttural smoke 17 packs a day voice say my name and no 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 Guys, that fucked me up. That fucked me up. Really, really fucking bad. I started sobbing. I turned on my light and I screamed to God for help because I didn't know what else to do at that point. I was like, it, 
there's a demon in my room. It, it's here. What am I going to do? And, you know, not to bring religion into this because, you know, I know not everybody believes in God and that's fine. But I, I screamed out to God for help and he said, it was almost like audibly, he said, never watch The Exorcist again. Done. We shook on it. Yep. Never watched it. I won't watch anybody that talks about even watching behind the scenes stuff. Anybody that wants to watch a trailer, I will not touch that film. Because guess what? After I made that promise, nothing has happened ever since. Nothing. And you know what's so funny is, like, my mom grew up Catholic, and I, you know, I've shared with everybody how my mom was like, my mom started me on my love of horror. That was one movie that we were never allowed to watch, never allowed to own a copy of, never allowed to rent. That was all, I mean, any other horror movie, up for grabs. Mom was all for it. But The Exorcist was the one absolutely unequivocally no. Never talked about, never allowed to own, never allowed to watch, never. No. I think I snuck and watched it as a kid. It fucked me up. And then it took me years to be able to watch it again because my mom was like, oh, no. (laughs) Like, absolutely not. That will not get watched in this house. Like, it ain't happening. Like... My mom believed in that stuff, yep. and especially Catholics. Oh, my God, because that's, you're, you know, you're raised to believe that, you know, or, or they, not even raised to believe it's true that they have exorcist in the Catholic Church, and there are exorcism exorcisms before, performed, and in that religion above any, any others believe in, you know, the devil and, and, uh, demonic possessions more than more than anybody so yeah anybody who was raised staunchly catholic uh-uh you were not about that movie like absolutely not and then i told you that it's been months but netflix had a documentary yeah. about the author of the book uh the author of the book of the exorcist william friedkin later met one of the priests that performed the original exorcism on the little boy that the story was based on. And this guy was still performing exorcisms and he was currently performing one on a young married woman in Italy. And that really affected me. I watched, I didn't even make it all the way through that documentary and I started feeling, I started hearing weird things in my house. I was feeling weird and I was like, nope, okay. I, I didn't finish it, guys. I didn't even finish the documentary because I remembered you telling me the story that you had and with the ties that, that that had with The Exorcist, I thought, oh, I'm not watching this. I saged my house. I cleansed my house. White candle and the whole bit. And, like, no. I, I, I felt so uncomfortable afterwards. I turned it off immediately and cleansed my entire house. I, I, I believe in that kind of stuff firm believer and I was never affected by the movie The Exorcist like you were I never it never had that type of effect on me but I it doesn't knew, to most people I doesn't. always knew it was a fucked up movie I always knew that I don't understand that why it affected me very affected way. by it I told you my mom never allowed us to watch it and watching anything that was related to it when that fucked me up I thought oh no cleansing my house done out I don't want anything trying to come in here and you know I, I, I kind of wonder the reason why I think it affected me is because at the time I was just opening my world to horror 
And I think that God knew I wasn't going to draw a line. And he needed to draw it for me. Right. Because I would have played with a Ouija board back then. I would have done it. Because I didn't understand that. I didn't understand it. So I would have went into it ignorant, basically. And God was like, "Mm, we're not doing that. (laughs) So, yeah. So. That's. Yeah. But yeah, so guys, that's why. Thank God for divine intervention in that point. That is why The Exorcist, I hate everything about that movie. And it is so glorified in the horror world. And I get it. I get why. But for those of you who have seen me rant about The Exorcist on Twitter, you now understand why that movie and why I hate it. Because that demon is still there. And he's waiting because I will get random. I will get random urges to watch that movie. Random, just random urges. Like you should watch The Exorcist tonight. And I'm like, bitch, what the fuck? No. <laughs> well, you know what that is, especially if you said like it's totally random and there would never be a reason for you to want to watch it. And exactly. So... It's that motherfucker being like, just watch it. Because I want to fuck hey, girl, with your you life know. again. Hey girl. Like, and I'm like, <laughs> no. <laughs> like that creepy stalker ex that like won't go away it just like creeps up in your dms like every couple of years like hey girl what you doing like no i'm seeing somebody like low-key lie because you're like i'm not trying to be bothered with toxicness like yeah on the absolute level yeah on the absolute level of toxicness demonic demonic toxicness yeah guys that's um that's a great ending story that was that awesome was, i just let you know that was Save a while ago i'm fine i'm fine now i haven't had any experiences yeah. since, since no. then everything's good i don't touch that movie and we're all i even get around anything that's like that i've like anytime that movie i see it anywhere i actually will it's it's the funniest thing i will actually walk around to where i don't have to go around that around it the fucking dvd i won't even go around it yeah it scares the living hell out of me. I don't think that's funny at all if you've had those experiences. And guys, you know, um, I've I've had experiences. I, I'm like that with Ouija boards. I will not allow a Ouija board in my home. I won't. I will not even, if anybody even tries to give me, like, a pillow. I know they make, like, pillows with Ouija boards, earrings, art stuff with Ouija boards on it. I, I don't even want that. I won't allow it anywhere around me. Um... Yeah, I've had my own experience with the Ouija board, and absolutely unequivocally, no, nope, <laughs> just just a big old no, no sir, on that <laughs> one. So, um, hopefully, we will do one of these again. We would, you love know, to. one of my friends suggested that, instead of doing ghosts, we should do creatures, skinwalkers, cryptids, um, do a cryptid Bigfoot, um, werewolves, because he had an experience with a werewolf very cool story That's he just amazing. told me um so yeah we definitely even more ghost ones that'd be really cool um, anything paranormal paranormal yeah anything cryptid. demonic paranormal whatever just alien oh aliens would be cool yeah yeah guys um <laughs> yeah i know i've i had a family member that saw swears up and down they saw a ufo the way it was described i am a firm believer in all that so yeah, I would love to do, I would love to do another one of these stories, and if we decide to, guys, we again will 
promote it. We'll put the email address out there so you guys can email us more stories. Like I said, we had such a great response with this one that we definitely want to do another podcast yes. like this. So, and great um, things coming in March. We have some very exciting news that we'll share with you next week. Um, yay! I'm I'm floored by what's happening right now. Um, We have a couple guests coming on next month, and one of them is one of my very good friends. Um, We're doing a found footage episode, which I'm excited about. Oh, I love OG Blair Witch. Hell's yeah! (laughs) The original for for show started the whole thing. Started the whole found footage genre. Um, so next week's episode is actually going to be one really close to my heart. Um, it's going to be involving my dad, Becky. Yay, Becky Kremlin's dad. (laughs) Um, and, uh, a paranormal experience my dad, um, had, well, I don't think he ever had any paranormal experiences there, but, um, it centers around a, uh, infamous cemetery in, uh, my dad's hometown and, uh, some strange happenings and um, some strange things that he and other people he knows experienced it. So uh, we're going to interview him. Yeah, so. we are really excited about this one. This one should be pretty interesting. Very excited. Also, we will be doing uh, official announcement. We'll be doing one serial killer a month. Yes. Starting in uh, well, actually, technically, I guess we started this month, but um. We are going to keep going. We're going to do one serial killer a month. Yeah, so. next month is going to be... Um, BTK. BTK, yeah. Uh, if you guys are familiar with Dennis Rader, um, the BTK killer, uh, recently his uh, daughter has written a book. Um, she They just did a 2020 special about her. I think maybe Dateline did. Um, I know she was on Dr. Phil a couple weeks ago. Um, so uh, I'm going to try to get a hold of some trans... from transcripts excerpts from the book um read some more about her and uh yeah so next month is going to be about btk that is going to be an interesting one so uh <laughs> yeah. i'll put just as much research into him as i did to ted um, same ted was apparently one of our really popular episodes yeah. so far so you guys love the serial killer so we hope you really like the btk one too so we're excited about that yep Awesome episode. Yay. That went good. really long, too. Was that was awesome. great. It was longer than what we thought. But yeah, guys. Thank Sitting you around a fire telling ghost stories. <laughs> seriously, like, campfire ghost stories. So we're glad we got to share ours with you guys. Um, we really appreciate the ones that shared um, theirs. And again, we will definitely be doing another story yep. like this. And when we do, we'll announce and get your get your emails and DMs. So. Yep. so can't wait to see you next week, guys. Have an awesome week. Have a good week, guys. See ya. Bye.